Caffeine is a drug, in fact. It's a gateway drug. It's a gateway, yeah. Have you ever done caffeine? Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh, God. Oh, God. Nick's going through puberty. <laughs> Welcome back to our gay little barn. Welcome back to the gay On barn. this gay little farm. Welcome back to our brotherhood. Welcome back. <laughs> The Brotherhood of Gay Farm Animals. Oh, my God. What do you think? Did you ever have to read Animal Farm in high school? I almost called it Animal House. Oh, no, 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 no. I read Animal Farm in eighth grade. By choice? Uh, No, it was in class. Okay, because I was supposed to read it, I feel like, one year of high school, and I was Mm -hmm. like, no, and like Sparknotes did instead. Mm -hmm. But what do you think the outcome would have been if all the farm animals were gay? Just... I think the book would have ended a lot sooner and there would have been a lot more bloodshed. (laughs) (laughs) What was the pig's name? Winston? Is that a character? Girl, I didn't read the book. How the fuck would I know? (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Holy shit. Does anyone know if there's, if there's any like, why can I not think of words today? Oh God. Every episode. Any of you people who like, um, Fan fiction. That's the word I'm looking Holy for. Crap. I really, really forgot the word fan fiction. Is there any Animal Farm gay edition fan fiction out there? Because I would love you to direct me to it because that sounds more fun than the original. <laughs> Nick is about to projectile spit water all over his computer. We do now have a TikTok um, at Brain Cell Girls. Um, I'm really bad at TikTok. So go help me out. <laughs> I don't know. Please assist us. And as per usual, we yes. were kind of talking before we started recording about how yeah. I don't, I usually will like exit. Up, I do this weird thing. This mm. is actually a thing about me that you might not know. Mm. Um, I feel like we're back in I'm episode really one, like newlywed game. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at like finishing TV shows. Like I just won't mm. watch the final season. Sometimes I just won't finish a book. I just won't read the last chapter. I, I don't know why I'm like You have this. told me that. Oh, you do know me. Yeah. But I'm kind of like that with podcasts, too, where, like, oh. when I can tell that it's wrapping up or when I can tell that, like, they're at the end, I will just click off. So in case yeah. any of you loyal listeners do the same with this shit, I'm going to get this out of the way bright and early. Subscribe, <laughs> comment, rate, like, share, get our names branded on your body. Do <laughs> as you wish. Just make sure you spread the good word, the holy gospel, the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. (laughs) So help me, motherfucking God. (laughs) What's happening? This sober speedball really do be working. Apparently subscribing is the easiest, or not the easiest. Well, it is easy. (laughs) If you have to choose between voting this election and subscribing to our podcast. But, uh, yeah, apparently subscribing on uh, Apple Podcasts and I think it's following on Spotify, that's the easiest way to help us out um, in terms of, like, getting us, I don't know, fucking higher in the charts, which feels ridiculous to say because we're probably number, like, 2020. <laughs> why did I make, why did I say that number? 
Like we're probably girl. Very- that was a bold number to say. <laughs> People are gonna go look and be like, "You're fifty thousand, you dumb piece of shit." <laughs> Is that how your friends talk to you? Can you imagine if we were in the top two thousand? I would consider that a win. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we I. Ooh. We actually have no way of seeing, as far as I know, I have no idea how many people subscribe to the podcast or follow. I don't either. Like, I don't, I, mean, I, I know you I just go to my head immediately, so we don't need that information. Yeah, so we don't know, but that is very helpful. Obviously, rating it five stars on Apple Podcasts helps. Reviews really help. We've had some hilarious reviews. People are like, this makes me feel like I have friends, and this keeps me from <laughs> giving myself a lobotomy. <laughs> etc people the people seem to be enjoying it (laughs) if you know me personally or that one and you feel compelled to text us and say hi i really enjoyed this podcast take that shit and direct it redirect that apple podcast reviews if someone if any if one more fucking person texts me (laughs) if one more of my loving supportive friends fucking texts me and tells me how much they like my podcast i'm gonna fucking freak out i'm gonna lose my goddamn mind because like it's it's almost inappropriate, you know? It's like, do you really like the podcast? Because why are you telling me that? Like, go tell Apple Podcasts that. Do we lose like, all of our listeners? <laughs> we have no friends anymore. It's just you Good. and me floating just in the clouds, Bonnie baby. and Clyde, baby. Right <laughs> or die. Thelma and Louise. Um, I, think, I think what's making me act so goddamn weird is fucking today? daylight savings. No, oh. it's daylight savings. Oh, okay. Maybe I should just move to Alaska or something where like the sun doesn't ever set. <laughs> that wouldn't get old. <laughs> Day one. <laughs> There's a whole movie about I that. Would, <laughs> I think I would be more powerful. Personally, the sun would charge me. That's how I already get my energy. But oh sunning. My God. Okay. Okay. So moving on to our agenda for the day. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, okay. What's up? I like when the sun like sets later like in the summer i like being Mm -hmm. able to like stay outdoors and like drive safely yeah you know well no it's nice to like hang out with friends outside until like 8 30 like that's Mm -hmm. great yeah however i feel like okay oof okay so in the spring when we spring forward and we get more daylight or whatever lose a fucking hour yeah we lose an hour of sleep and that shit sucks i feel like i don't recover from it until the fall when we fall back again and i am at my most powerful thank you i'm so glad someone validated that because like i have a hard time adjusting to time anywhere remember when i went to florida with connor it's a three-hour difference yeah for those of you who don't know (laughs) and i was there for a week and i never adjusted Mm -hmm. no it's it's jet lag is fucking it can hurt (laughs) well i basically have jet lag from march to november every year (laughs) yeah i don't fully understand the purpose of daylight savings i thought it was for like farming or something i don't know okay this brings me to my question antiquated what's up my question is about that what is the purpose because i tried to ask my family this last night and Mm -hmm. to be fair i do believe i had had an edible (laughs) and i was trying to ask okay If we got rid of daylight savings altogether, so no spring forward, no fall back. Yeah. We just let the sun do her thing and sing her beautiful song. (laughs) Would we eventually, oh no, completely flip the hours that have sunlight and the hours that are dark? Does that make sense? Would it it be daylight at midnight? Is that your question? Yeah. No. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> it's not what I thought your question was. <laughs> Quick, like real, like just bullet answer. No. <laughs> okay. Longer answer. Still a no. <laughs> Is there any universe where I can have a yes? Because Arizona doesn't do daylight savings. Oh, and they don't have <laughs> backwards days. And Arizona is, in fact, on planet Earth. <laughs> oh, other question I have yeah. for you that's unrelated to daylight savings. If we could go colonize Mars, would you move there? Yes, 100%. Remember in episode one during Newlyweds game when I was like, I wanted to no. be an astrophysicist when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And I said, what's that? <laughs> And you're like, is that like Reiki? <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I was so into astrophysicist I mean, I, by day, I, Reiki guru by night, podcaster by always. Choice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Father by choice. Um, no, I've always been super into space. I think it's fucking dope as hell, and. I watch many YouTube videos, like literally about space and physics all the time. So I would 100% move to Mars. Like, dorky. I love it. I like, if this was an attainable goal, which it might be in our lifetime, I don't know. I would love to go to space, like in an absolute heartbeat. I literally thought about that last night. I would totally go to space. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. My answer to the question is depends (laughs) on if it's like vibey or not. If Mars is vibey. Yeah, my friend asked me this the other day. I feel like there'd be a lot of, like, farming and, like, physical labor. Okay, well, that's what I said. And they were like, nothing grows on Mars. And I was like, there'd be labor, though. I'd have to, like, build shit. No, they said nothing. Okay, that's why you create, like, a little biosphere on Mars (laughs) so you can grow corn Maybe that's not what they said and just what I interpreted. Sorry, Matt. Fuck you. I don't mean to make you feel stupid. (laughs) But you are. But also, fuck you. But also because you're a bad would... friend. <laughs> Could we still have our podcast on Mars? It would take a while for the information to get back to Earth, you know? Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that. Okay. You if it was be... like fully developed and I could go live in like a lit ass community where there was like volleyball. a greenhouse where I got all my, where there was nighttime, midnight volleyball. Midnight volleyball. If there's no midnight, midnight, it, what is midnight at Mars? You know? Do you think the sun ever sets on Mars? <laughs> I'm sure it does. Do they have daylight savings on Mars or can I just vibe all day? No, we made up daylight savings. Like, I think Benjamin Franklin came up with daylight savings. Fuck that dude. And it's. <laughs> While I'm at it. Um, so it's like, you know, and not everywhere does it, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it is a made up thing and it does feel slightly antiquated. And also like. Slightly. I don't get the point of why we have to do it because like. It just naturally gets darker earlier anyways, and it stays lighter oh, longer okay. anyways. So you know? that's why we wouldn't have flipped days. Because, mm-hmm. okay, because mm-hmm. the solstice. Sure. sure. <laughs> Whatever makes you sleep well at night. <laughs> Nothing does. Oh, my God. Is that all you had to say about daylight savings? Or I, did I, so. can I Can I answer any more questions? <laughs> As an astrophysicist. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just say no? Like, if Arizona was like, no, I don't want to do this, why is everywhere else just like, yeah, it's fun, let's keep doing it? Because clearly no one likes it. Probably for the same reason we're the only country on Earth without guaranteed health care at all. 
<laughs> yeah, but there's like a profit thing there. There's like a greed. Like well, who's benefiting saying, from this? I'm saying that I think the reason <laughs> I think our education system is just absolute garbage. And America is like the only place on earth where poor people say no to free healthcare and education because rich people tell them to. And if we had like better critical thinking skills developed in school, then I think we would be in a very different country. And people You're like, would be I'm like, looking at you, Clara, with people, your questions about no, daylight savings. <laughs> and, no, Mars. And, pe- and people would like think about daylight savings and they're like, why do we do this thing that like inconveniences us twice a year? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's silly. Um, I agree. But I, I do really like how it gets dark earlier. Like, I love that. I like it for like a minute. Okay. It's cozy. That's my thing. It's cozy. I just feel very comfortable. I feel, I don't know. I told a lot of, I told people this yesterday where I was like, yeah, I actually really like when it gets dark early. And everyone said, Nick, I think you just have depression. (laughs) And I'm like, then why am I happy at nighttime? Okay, whatever. It's fine. They just don't understand my big brain. (laughs) Your big Wellbutrin filled brain. How's that? It's incredible. I doubled the dosage the other day. So coming from 75 to 150. Um, also, that shirt, may I just say, you look fantastic. Stop it. I love the shirt so much. I love this goddamn shirt. I don't know if I've mentioned this on this podcast. This yes. image haunts my mind so deeply. At one of the women's marches right after Trump was elected, I don't know where it was. It was just a picture that kind of like circulated yeah. on Twitter I think it was or whatever. D- I think it was on the at the DC women's march. Someone was holding a sign in a good old pink pussy hat. And it said, if Hillary, if Hillary had won, we would all be at brunch. I think about it three times a day. It is my sleep paralysis demon. (laughs) Her in the corner of your room holding the sign. (laughs) She was there in the Target parking lot, just like. (laughs) I want to go to brunch. You try getting into the car with the stroller and she's like in the driver's seat. Get in, we're going to brunch. Her head turns around backwards. Yeah. <laughs> the exorcist. Fucking hell. Um, no, I that's yeah. And I think stuff like that gives more not credibility, but more fodder for people on the left who like people on the far left who are like Biden and Trump are the same, or like Hillary and Trump like you know, both sides are evil argument mm-hmm. and voting is endorsing like whatever, you know, people who people on the far left who are like, I'm not going to vote. It gives them more ammo because it proves that if Hillary had won, people would have been fine with the way things were going. Mm-hmm. But the, the way things were going didn't work for a lot of people. Exactly. Didn't work for didn't work for most people. And that's what kind of why we're in the situation we are in now. Unfortunately. Yeah. No, you're way better yeah. at articulating that than I am. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> Basically, I but, think. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think we wanted to say something because this is going, this episode yeah. is going up after the election. This is going up on Friday and we're recording on Monday and, and like, tomorrow's they're all, election. There day. might not be results by then. There could be. It's kind of hard to, who knows? I'm not a yeah. scientist. I didn't know. Okay. I'm this so stupid. Mars. I'm like, do they physically count all the mail-in ballots or do they throw it through a Scantron machine? Like, cause that Girl, seems way more effective. Know. Like, what, what do they do? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking you. Do you work at a voting place? Tell us. Well, one of my... So, <laughs> I don't know if you're the same way, but since we are from Oregon, I didn't realize that mail-in ballots was, like, not the norm everywhere. 
my kind of whole until life. I, went to I didn't know that. Yeah. No, same. Kind of until I went to college in like last election when I like became a voter and started understanding how things work. And everyone's like going to the ballot box. And I'm like, oh, you actually go in somewhere and vote. That seems ineffective. Like, why don't you just have it mailed to you? And then I'm like, oh, there's a reason why, <laughs> why it's not easy. <laughs> but huh. a, f- a friend of mine did go to a physical ballot box and it is run through a machine. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's going to take a long time to count all the mail-in ballots, which makes sense, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah. And I would, I would think most of the early mail-in ballots are going to be for Biden. And most of the people voting in person tomorrow are probably going to be for Trump. Something so else that probably initially it's going to look like Trump has the lead before all the mail-in ballots yeah. come in. Well, something that Ryan so. was saying too is that like because some states are doing like either or right now. There's an option. Oh, either mail-in or in person. And some of those they have weird rules where like they have to count the in-person votes before they can count the mail-in ones. So like results are going to look really really weird for a minute. I love democracy. This is effective. It's so and good. It's super normal for us to be this anxious about an election. Like, why is the Ralphs down the street in the CBS boarding up their windows before an election? That's some fucking third world shit. That's the shit that happens in countries that we invade. Like, <laughs> I was ha- this is unrelated, but I was having a discussion last night about how people, whenever like something remotely related to tech technology is like, when anything re- remotely technology yeah. related happens, yeah. Yeah. everyone's like, it's like an episode of Black Mirror. Like, that's the whole point. You know what I mean? And that's, no, it's okay. like Facebook stealing your data. And I'm like, yeah, we knew. What do you mean? People acting like, okay, for the record, I'm very pro like consumer privacy and like these companies should not be stealing our data. I would just agree. Just as a blanket <laughs> statement. <laughs> well, However. Are, well, I okay I don't like the attitude of well I don't have anything to hide so like whatever like I don't like when people say well I don't have anything to hide so Facebook can steal my data the government can steal my personal information because I'm like yeah that's a really one that's a place of extreme privilege girl yeah to be like a you know wealthy white person and say yeah I don't care if the government steals my data because like I know like Muslims who have like literally had their phones tapped holy shit (laughs) like for no for literally no reason so it's like it's it's an issue and if you you know it's like not to make this super fucking extreme but it's like that poem like they came for them and i didn't speak up and then they came for me and no it's like that it's like that shit like it's a slippery slope and you need to stop you need to stop it before it gets to the point that it affects you it shouldn't have to affect you for you to care absolutely yeah all of this to say if we're in a Civil War by Friday. I just don't want this podcast to come across insensitive because it hadn't happened yeah. yet. <laughs> uh, do you have any predictions? No, not really. No? I think there's going to be rioting and looting and violence no matter what. Like, Really? I think so. I think if yeah. Biden wins, the Trumpos are going to go nuts. They were like yeah. blocking shit yeah. in New York. Nuts. What the fuck? No, do you see the after the, they were condoning vehicular manslaughter during the BLM protests? Need I remind vehicular you? Vehicular manslaughter. Oh, oh, but it oh, only is okay if you're killing Mayor people of Bill color. Oh, why did you endorse it? Okay. Um, political podcast. 
We're actually now a political podcast. So I think now Dude, we want to talk about some policies. Did you, we're going to do a deep dive. <laughs> this podcast is Nick it, and I trying to learn policy. This is me what and Chloe doing a deep dive into foreign policy. <laughs> Girl. Can you imagine? Um, the rest of this podcast the podcast is us just reading an AP Gov textbook. Start to did finish. You see, the fucking, did you see the fucking Trump brigade like attacking the biden bus in texas yes what the fuck can you imagine if black lives matter did that to a trump bus they wouldn't have had time to get in their cars to get there like everyone would have attacked them before that like it couldn't it wouldn't have even like got to that point you know it's oh before conservatives God. blew them up or whatever you do with guns i can't say this enough that makes sense I can, it does <laughs> blew them up with the guns that makes perfect sense cool. i can't say this enough None of this is normal and we shouldn't act like it is because this is a weird Black Mirror episode. But literally, what the fuck is happening? I I don't know. It's 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 (laughs) truly bananas. Out of this world. Outrageous. I'm confused. I don't know about you. I'm at a loss. (laughs) Bonkers, if you will. The fact that the sitting president of the most powerful country on Earth is like, Yeah, I'm already planning on not conceding. He's like, no matter what, I didn't lose. Already. No votes have been counted. Uh, It's insane. I mean, that's... He literally is like, and if I lose, no, I didn't. (laughs) Like, what? It's like one of our jokes (laughs) where we're like, if you knew me before March 2020, no, you didn't. (laughs) Trump's like, if you didn't vote for me, no, you didn't. (laughs) What the fuck? Literally... Oh, oh, but my while God. we're here, if you have I'm terrified I'm going to die this week. If you I'm haven't terrified. yet voted and you're hearing this Clarice on said, Friday. <laughs> Clary said, I hear your fear. <laughs> but we do, we just want to do a PSA real quick. Like, I know you're li- probably listening to this, like, Friday. And there are other things that you, you know, you're probably in your little bunker because a nuclear holocaust has happened. Or um, you're working your service job because the service industry will never die. <laughs> Or you're working for Instacart delivering food to people's bunkers. <laughs> Hold, I like that that's like a sentence that's hap- that uh, applies to the current <laughs> state of the world. That's cute. If you're like a little Instacart runner for like people in their bunkers after the <laughs> Democratic election. Oh my God. But you know, we just want to say like, even though this is coming out on Friday, like you can still vote, like make your voice <laughs> If you didn't cast your vote by Tuesday, it's never too late. It's never too late Get to make your there. voice heard. Myth, you you can only vote during a certain period of time. Fact, Fact. you can actually vote at any point for anything. Yes. And the way you cast that vote, it's through prayer. <laughs> the way you cast that vote, you hit subscribe. <laughs> Would you like to see a policy change? <sighs> Just DM me oh, and Nick. God. We'll fix it. Go to braincellgirls.com slash policy to see more of our platform. <laughs> Should Nick and I run for president <laughs> and vice president? <laughs> Smith curl 2028. <laughs> Girl, you are president. I am vice. In that situation, you're oh the God. main character. <laughs> In the situation of us running for office. In the very real situation <laughs> that will be happening. 
Oh, but also in the next God. election, mm-hmm. or if mm-hmm. you just want to vote any time between now and then, <laughs> because you can. When you you just put a sticky note and like just stick it, it on, on the a, ballot drop off box no, thing. You put a sticky note. You put it into an envelope. You oh, tape sorry. that envelope up. You fill up a balloon with helium. You attach the letter to the balloon, and you just let it go. The right people will find it. <laughs> That's how you vote. <laughs> This is going to be so insensitive when, like, the world's ended on Friday. (laughs) Nick and I cope with humor. Oh, my God. I'm nervous about recording next week. Same. Because I'm like, it's it it could be very not funny. It might be a big sigh. We could just not have power or electricity at all (laughs) because the world's on fire and... I'll be living in a... (laughs) We record a FaceTime with, like, 5% battery left. Like, the people... (laughs) People are stockpiling shit. I'm like, what the... I'm like... I know, I'm a little concerned that I should probably do it, too, because I was late to... Before quarantine. This is so... This is embarrassing. I feel like I told this before, but... People got in on that toilet paper. The, like, week before everything shut down, like, Mm -hmm. pre-masks and stuff... And everyone was like, COVID. And I was like, you guys are freaking out over nothing. It's kind of funny the way, like, perspective switched. Because it seemed like it was, like, the older, like, boomers and stuff freaking out at first. And all, like, the young, like, millennial Gen Zs being like, you're overreacting. I don't know what's happening. And then it, like, flipped. Do you know what I mean? But I remember it was the week before. And I was at Target. And I was buying a lamp. And everyone else, all these, like, moms (laughs) had carts overflowing with a bunch of, like, Perishables too. It was one person who had like a cart full of milk, and I was like, "Girl, you can drink that in a week." (laughs) You can. I mean, you can freeze milk. Um, If you're freezing your milk, you deserve to perish. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I am. I've been pushing away a lot of my anxiety Mm -hmm. about the election. I did just look at the numbers or whatever, like the polling and the likelihood of whatever, and that made me feel better, but. It's still, it's going to be literally no matter what, it's going to be a shit show. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like a 15 point Biden blowout and like Texas and Georgia are blue. Unless it's like undeniable in that way, which it's not going to be. Unless enough of you wrote in Nick Curl and Nick (laughs) is elected to office. Guys, it's not too late to write me in. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's, let's let's just move on. Anyway, um, it's making okay, me sad. okay, okay, okay. Let's talk okay. about the vow. The vow. Episode because what three. the fuck? I okay, so did up. you you watched you watched episode two as well, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't take notes in episode two. I took notes in episode three, though. Could we do a light episode two? Because I I realized I missed a lot of things because I actually took notes. Yes. Is that then, fine? Okay. Yeah, go for it. I feel like each episode of The Vow is like now, I feel like they're all going to be focused on a different person who is involved. You okay. Know? Like there's kind of a different main character of each one. That's fair. Yeah. So episode one, I would say the main character was Mark. And then episode two, it was Bonnie. And mm-hmm. then episode three, it was Sarah. And it looks yeah. like episode four, it's going to be her husband, Nippy, which we'll get back to that name. Episode two, there was a lot of Bonnie being like, here are all these red flags and mm-hmm. everyone saying you're overreacting and fully gaslighting her. And the whole, the whole, like your intuition isn't accurate because it's the world projecting onto you or whatever bullshit they were peddling is it's, it's so like insidious. Absolutely. And, like, 
so there's just a lot of like gaslighting Bonnie yes. and like very insidious. Your intuition is the world projecting onto mm-hmm. you. And like maybe the feelings that you have or the thought, like whatever you're suspecting us of doing, maybe that's more a reflection on you. Okay. Perhaps disgusting. The thought that your intuition is like the world projecting on you. Isn't that stupid of a take, but perhaps it's not a bad thing. Like the experiences I've had in my life thus far have led me to believe when someone does X, Y, and Z, that is bad because last time those, I saw those things, a bad thing happened. That's not, Mm -hmm. that's just called learning. Intuition isn't something that the world projects onto you. Like for the most part, it's biological. Like we are born with intuition. Episode one, when you were like, I would have gone out of here immediately. I was like, I would, I probably wouldn't like, I wasn't getting too many cult vibes from episode one because also episode one was like trying to show you like why people would join this in the first place. Yeah. By episode three, I am out of there. Are you fucking kidding me? Everything they were saying, I'm like, excuse me. Like, okay. <laughs> episode three starts off where they're talking about the like retreat that mm-hmm. is like, oh my God, what did she say? She said it was like the best summer camp for adults. And I was like, great. I'd rather kill myself. Also go- going off of that. Why does Nexium have so many like, there's like a yoga class and like a singing group and like all that stuff. I'm like, what is, what is this? And how come you should know that the thing you're doing is weird when you get married and the only people at your wedding are people from the thing. From, from work. Yeah. Like girl, if I got married to someone from the shed and it was just shed people at my wedding, I would know that I was in a cult. If I got married and all the only people there were like my Chili's coworkers, I'd be like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish you'd found love at Chili's when you and Ray finally rekindle your bullshit and fall in love. Also, uh, what if when Ray was screaming at me, I was like, daddy, chill. I wish you had. You should have just kissed him. He would have liked it. Ryan's I'm like, Ray, this cross. is just a fight. You're so cute. Oh, oh very I'm cool, like, Ryan. Thank you. Oh, OK. All right. I'm like, <laughs> um, OK, there was a part in the beginning when I didn't realize that they address him as Vanguard as I would say, hey, Nick, they're like, oh, hey, Vanguard. I thought it was like, oh, yeah, the Vanguard, Keith. I didn't realize no. they were like, it is Vanguard's birthday. That shit is fucking weird. Why did he have 12 birthday cakes? Did you notice that? I was Why like, would they what have is he a competition doing? for who can blow out the most scandals? That was fun. <laughs> Everything about that was weird. There, oh, there was a okay. part. There was a part where she was like, People were saying, like, you're in a cult, Sarah. And she was like, yeah, well, <laughs> if it's a cult, it's a cult of happy, successful people. So who cares? And I'm like, that, that's my worst nightmare. I'd rather die than be in a cult of happy, successful people. I'd rather, <laughs> be, I'd rather be angry, mad people who are failures. You know what I mean? So, okay, I fun. don't understand, like, why there's a singing group, why there's a yoga group, why there are all these, like, groups and classes and stuff. That makes no sense to me. I'm like, what are you trying to do? The way Keith talks about it, he think he literally thinks of himself as a Jesus, Gandhi, Buddha, that type, like, that mm-hmm. level of spiritual leader. It is, oh, if I'm anyone aware. was talking about themselves like that, I'm, I'm like, holy fucking crap. Me watching videos of myself crying. Like, she's pretty. Like, <laughs> you're like, I would follow her religion. But what I was going to say, when 
Keith has that whole thing about comfort is like an addiction and you should <laughs> you have to live a life of discomfort and you have to. And Bonnie said it felt like tough love, like it didn't feel like a red flag. It just felt like tough love where it's like, yeah, you know, Vanguard's right. Like better pull up my bootstraps or whatever. Also, side note, I've only seen like white people in this. I know there's the Mexico branch, but like in terms of like in America. Well, that's a great I'm segue into the next people. part. Because yeah. the whole thing seemed kind of like boring. It was just like weird group therapy until they introduced the fucking sorority girl. What the fuck? The whole like you have to like have fake trauma to be a part of this. And she was like making up stories about like her husband beating their child. What the fuck? And OK, if someone was like, there's this super secret group and it's in, and it's changed my life and it's going to help your relationship but you need to send me collateral how it's blackmail. Why would they need that from you unless they were doing something and wanted to hold it's Scientology. It's literally Scientology. This is the sorority experience I wanted, but didn't get, I was like, darn, I wish this had happened to me. Okay. The whole, the whole part about how like you have a master and you're a slave and then you can eventually become a grandmaster. First of all, I wrote in my notes, I want to be a grandmaster. <laughs> okay, so there's master and then master has like six slaves and then the slaves can get their, it's like a multi-level marketing slavery scheme. <laughs> and it was like, what do what the slaves the do? They like do your errands and give you foot rubs. They're literally a slave. And it's like, master, can I go to sleep? Master, can I have water? Master, may I go to the bathroom? And it's all on WhatsApp. And I'm like... First of all, if I joined a sorority and they're like, we only communicate via WhatsApp, I would have left. <laughs> and then they're like, and you have to call me master. I would have been like, peace. You're like, okay, so I'm for the second thing, but WhatsApp? The literal yeah. horror um, of the branding, though. I wrote down... <laughs> I wrote down... When Allison says, I'm more than an actress. And I just said, okay. <laughs> I'm a narcissist. I don't, what? I don't like Allison's thus far at all. Her singing at Sarah's wedding. She's like, from the cradle to the grave. When Sarah was like, I had Allison Mack sing at my wedding. And I'm like, is that something to be proud of? Allison Mack, if you're listening, do you want to sing at my wedding? Spoiler alert. They all get branded and it's like this, the branding. Can we talk about the branding ceremony? Girl, well, it's proposed to them as getting tattoos, which I kind of get why like they were on board with that. It's like, oh, we're going to get like sisterhood tattoos with our masters or whatever. And then they're like <laughs> naked and blindfolded. And I was like, this is what Clary wanted out of Tridel. It is <laughs> the whole part of her being like, they got a fucking cattle brander thing. And then I smelled burning flesh. I was like, get up and leave, sis. Walk out of the fucking room. Did you ever try leaving? Can we talk about how they kiss each other on the lips? Everyone no. does that? No, we cannot talk about it. Disgusting. Okay, back to the branding. Okay, so Lauren, who's Nancy's daughter. Nancy oh, has children. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nancy has... Okay, this is... I'm sorry to our listeners. This has been a mess of a conversation. Nancy, eyebrows lady, has a daughter who is just as, if not more, goddamn psycho than her mom, becomes best friends with Sarah, and Lauren is like a senior proctor or whatever, and is super deep into all of Nexium, and charges, oh, what was it? Lauren charges 
$375 per EM exploration of meaning. Like, I respect the hustle, but... (laughs) You're that TikTok lady who makes the, like, balloon letters and is like, this is (laughs) $5,000. So Lauren's like, there's a secret group. So Sarah's having problems with her husband because he's like, I want to move back to Albany, New York. And she's like, I want to stay in Vancouver, Canada. And that's a conflict for them. And Lauren's like, well, there's a secret group of women who's like super helped me and it'll solve all your problems. Go to marriage counseling. What? You don't, you don't need someone. You don't need someone to be like, there's a secret group of women and I can't tell you anything about it, but it'll solve all your problems. Hey, you heard it here. Okay. No, thank you. Like, what the fuck? And then she says, you need collateral to get in. And I'm going to record you saying. Are you having trouble gonna, in your relationship? You should probably join a sorority. That'll fix it. I'm, I'm going fil- to film you saying my husband beats our child. He beats me. He's abusive. All this like. And she was like, I made it all up, which like, I'm like, you kind of threw him under the bus there. Literally. Um, imagine being like a good husband and father. And when your wife joins a sorority because you want to move back to Albany and she's recording videos of herself being like, yeah, he beats me. <laughs> like the fuck? I just wanted to go to New York, dude. He's, he's like, I literally just want to be in Albany. <laughs> it's like, I literally just want to get out of he's Canada. He's like, it's not that deep. Like, I just want to be in Albany. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> If your Um, partner ever wants to move, try blackmailing them. So she gets in the group and I feel like the first thing that happens is she becomes literally, they literally say master and slave. Like we're not using those terms flippantly because it's so uncomfortable. It is so deeply uncomfortable. They're all white thus far. It's all these white women being like master slave. And I'm like, their contacts on WhatsApp. It's like, hi, master Chain emoji, kissy face emoji, heart emoji. Did I put a chain next to Claray's name today? <laughs> Grandmaster. No, but, like, but what? And so they get into that and then it's like they have to have their whole life dictated by their master. And then Lauren, who seems to be at the Lauren seems to be at the very top. But I feel like Allison and Keith are yes. above her. And I don't feel like I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Yes. But. She's like, oh, well, we all got this brand or like we're going to get branded. Does she say brand or tattoo? I feel like she said branded. I feel like Sarah thought it was a tattoo. I feel like they said branded and Sarah was like, oh, like a tattoo. That's kind of what I think was what happened. Yeah, I guess you're right. So then it's like a fucking weird ass sorority initiation. You go in, put your blindfold on, take off all your clothes then you realize you're surrounded by other people. Oh, that's the other thing is that the rest of your pod is anonymous. You don't know who yeah. your fellow slaves are. Until the branding. And then you like take off your blindfold takes- and you're like, oh my God, we're all sisters. It's like the masked singer. <laughs> Very similar. A lot of similarities. Yeah. This is actually a sequel to the masked singer. It's like a big little reveal. It's a big little reveal, uh, With- but in the nude and there's a branding involved. Oh, was your big little ceremony not nude? And so then they they talk about what the brand actually is. And they're like, it represents the elements. So you have the sky, which is not an element. And then you have the river. Which is also not an element. River is not an element. And then you have mountain. The oh. three elements. Sky, river, mountain. <laughs> and I was like, where's fire? Like, why isn't the sun involved? Well, in this Nick, or there's a reason why there's no sun or fire involved. It's because guess what? It's not the fucking elements. They're like, oh, this is A.M. Allison Mack. 
And then if you rotate it, if you turn it 90 degrees counterclockwise, KR, Keith Rainier. So Nick and I have come up with a logo. And for only $10,000, you can get branded with, with our- a CSNC logo. Holy oh shit. So we will be, um, and I think I know like we're just, we're still starting out and we're a little small, but like we have big hopes for this. And like one of the things we're hoping for is a live show. And when we have a live show, we want like, especially our early listeners, we want to give them like a VIP experience. So like we were thinking there's a VIP line and you come in and it's like behind a curtain and stuff. And it's like Top really secret. dark. It's really dark. And then someone puts a blindfold on you. And then you strip and then you naked. Hear, and then you hear someone go, take off your clothes. It's an And then you take off your clothes. And then you take off your and then you take off your clothes and you sit down and then you take your blindfold off and you see all other 61 unique listeners. And you're like, oh my God, the 61. And then the brotherhood. And then me and Claret walk around with ski masks and we were going to brand you. Does that sound fun for everyone? Nick and I are also <laughs> naked. If you're uncomfortable with your body or being nude, we have ski masks on, but we will be fully nude. And both fully if, erect. If you're uncomfortable with nudity, like, who cares? It's your body. Get over it. That's what Lauren says. Lauren's like, get over it. I'm like, Lauren's I want to slap. Cunt. Lauren, I want to slap that woman. Oh, my God. Okay, are you kidding me? Do you me? remember when Sarah's, like, catching on that it's weird? And <laughs> after 15 years? <laughs> after being branded? So and is this all? Well, is you, all of Nexium like, is the goal of Nexium Was Keith's entire goal with Nexium? To create this group of women to fuck him. I think so. Really? Okay. I think that's where we're getting. I feel like he just got power hungry and he's like, I'm going to oh, create a covenant yeah, of women. Yeah. I don't think okay. that was like, for, I don't think Keith was like a young, ambitious man being like, I want a group of women to fuck <laughs> me. Like, Here's the longest possible route I can take to achieve that. I think Keith, <laughs> Keith had an idea for a tech startup. <laughs> I think once things were like picking up and people mm-hmm. were whatever. I think that is when he was like, oh, he yeah. my dick sucked by the masters. Well, so far, I think he's genuinely delusional. And well, obviously, he's genuinely delusional. But I think he's like, I am Gandhi, Jesus, Buddha. Yeah. And and my followers and I want my followers to be as close to me as possible or some shit. That's what I think. But do you remember the part <laughs> they're getting branded <laughs> and they have all this collateral and then Lauren yeah. starts texting Sarah on WhatsApp. So does it really count? And she's like, we need more collateral. We need your monthly collateral. And Sarah's monthly like. Monthly collateral. And monthly. Sarah's like, what the fuck? And Lauren's like, you know how you have a deed to your house? Excuse me? You know how I, I don't I'm have mon- to pay, pay a mortgage of blackmail to the sorority? The fuck? She's like, all right, more collateral. It's like. All right, you already have me on tape saying my husband beats me and you have a nude photo of me. What, like, literally, what else is it supposed to, like... What a weird comparison to make. You know, like, when you pay rent monthly and then your landlord is like, also, I do need a whole pick. (laughs) Does your landlord not ask for whole picks? (laughs) Oh, my God. They're like, you little slut. Clary, is that not part of a normal rental agreement? (laughs) They're like, per your lease agreement. I'm like, I do believe I have been lied to. Um, Okay. The thing where it's like, 
the Roman numerals for nine, I like IX. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how do you turn this? How do you turn this into six with one line? And everyone's like, well, I don't know. And then they put an S in front of it. And they're like, think outside the box, everyone. Like, <laughs> expand your mind. And everyone's like, yes, I will spend $2,000 to learn more about this. What the fucking Christ? Also, I wrote down, these houses are so 2006. All the houses, I'm like, this is very, like, mm-hmm. upper middle class white mom Tuscany kitchen vibes. Yes. Of, yeah. <laughs> okay, I wrote down something hilarious. Not judging, but Mark cries a lot. <laughs> That's why you think he's gay. His crying's in your gay barn. I don't think he's gay. I just think he and Keith are suspiciously close. <laughs> Guys, is it gay to fuck? Is it gay Keith? to join a cult? <laughs> <laughs> is it gay to fuck your vanguard? <laughs> I'm just saying there is a part towards the end when Sarah Mm -hmm. is talking about a time when she was driving with like some other people from Nexium and like (laughs) she like got frustrated with like the traffic or something and was like having some road rage and the other member said to her. You're an ambassador for humanity. You're not allowed to express that emotion. Oh my, I'm so glad you wrote that down. Oh my God. Girl, if anyone ever told me you're not allowed to express that emotion. Excuse me? We are so beyond red flags and we're so beyond any shadow of a doubt about this. Oh my God. Okay, I hate being told what to do so much. It's all for you, Vanguard. I wrote that down too. Oh it's God! All, it's all for you, Vanguard. All twelve also the, cakes. Thank you, Master. Can you imagine writing that down seriously and hitting send on WhatsApp? The fuck? No, I can't. Especially the WhatsApp also, part. Also, Lauren, Lauren, in regards to being branded. If I thought that there was something bad, I'd leave. You got branded, sis. Why should I trust you? And so then Sarah is like. All right, telling my husband Nippy that I got branded because it's next to my labia majora and he's going to see it eventually. And and then Lauren is like, "Okay, um you did fully violate our agreement as master slave and you disclosed that to Nippy, and I see this as a sacred vow that you broke." And I'm like, "Okay, cult." I, and then okay, so then I was like, my face is wide right now yes and then sarah goes sarah says i'm not actually your slave you're not actually my master this isn't real this is an exercise and lauren says yeah okay i'm sorry you feel that way what it was i'm al- sorry you feel that it way was, it was alarming she's like this isn't real you're not I'm my like, master <laughs> i'm not your slave and lauren literally goes okay <laughs> okay sorry you feel that way i'm like it Lauren's was slavery jarring. was in fact outlawed um, there was a whole like war about it. Lauren's like, well, Vanguard didn't say so. So actually we can do whatever we want. What we learned from this is that Lauren says Keith didn't start any of this, but he knew about it and approved of it, including the branding. Also, which, also he definitely started it. 1,000%. It's yeah. his fucking initials. It's he was even, like, get a K in I there. Wrote, I wrote down, look at this diagram I drew of the masters and the slaves. It's like a family tree, but it weird. It really is. So I'm master sorry, can, but master, can I girls? go to sleep? Is this Tridel? LOL. <laughs> cult girls. I just am wondering. 
If you're going to brand your sisters, do what you got to do. However, if you're a work, VIP member. work smarter, not harder. If you're going to brand your members that are married and probably have sex semi-regularly, why would you do it right next to your sister's vaginas? What's it? it maybe back of the le- back of the thigh? Back I don't the know. Thigh, like ankle. I feel like the ankles aren't re- really involved in sex. But it's like you can't do that when without like someone behind seeing. the ear, kind of make it small. No, because he's a fucking narcissist and wanted it to be huge. <laughs> you get branded on your neck. I would pass out. Oh my god. I wouldn't. I'm strong. <laughs> and Sarah's like, when I got branded, I ha- I disassociated from my body, and everyone was like, Sarah didn't even move, and I'm like, holy fuck. She was like, I remembered the moment yeah. I pushed my son out of my vagina and disassociated, and I was like, girl. You're like, girl, it is simply Nexium. But <laughs> just getting branded, you know, bitch. And then okay, when Lauren and when Lauren and Sarah were on the phone together talking about being branded, and Lauren's like, I just feel really close to you in that moment. Like I, that felt so beautiful. And Sarah's like, it was so beautiful that moment. And I'm like, you've lost me. And then when they try to flip it so it's like, well, the men just don't get us. Like when Nippy goes and confronts Lauren and is like, you fucking branded my wife. And she's like, well, you're just, it's a girl's, <laughs> it's a girl thing. Like, what the fuck? It's like me and the girls go watch Mama Mia 2 drink white wine and brand each other. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, Char- like, comment, subscribe <laughs> if you agree. Sh- charcuterie and branding. <laughs> Hey, girly pop, want to come over later for some charcuterie, some wine, maybe a movie and a little branding? <laughs> like, I'm girl in. Who, the girl who bullied you in high school <laughs> messages you on WhatsApp and is like, hey, girly, long time no see. So I run this group with a bunch of other really successful, badass boss bitches. And I'm curious if you're interested in joining. However, you do need to send me things I can use to blackmail you. <laughs> And you will also be branded. For Is there example. Any benefit? No, you will also then be rubbing my feet whenever I ask you to. <laughs> and I'll be counting your calories. And then Nick is like, I'm in. <laughs> I'd want to be like Sarah or no one. I wouldn't want to just be like a background character in that. I would need to be if the, I main, the character. main character in the Nexium story. I'm not interested. I'm going to join a cult just so I can be the main character in a documentary. We're starting. That's what this podcast is. We're the brotherhood 2.0. We're starting our own <laughs> brotherhood. Anyway, the privacy thing. <laughs> that, was, that was an intimate pause. We were both like, we're starting mm-hmm. a cult. Ah. <sighs> 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 Okay. The privacy um, thing actually kind of brings me to an Emily in Paris thing. Okay, so that's all I have on the vow. It's okay. I know we said that we were like maybe episode three will be the last one. It's I'm still not. in it. I'm still in it. I'm in like, it. This is, this I want to see where bananas. it goes. <laughs> I hope. I want. I'm in it until Smoke Show Tourette's guy fails me. As long as he's still kicking. Okay. As long as he's kicking. Hey. Yeah. All right. Emily in Paris. So Claret has watched part of Emily in Paris. I don't know what. For those of you who don't know, Emily in Paris is a Dumpster Netflix original. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Netflix original series that everyone has been absolutely roasting. I saw a tweet that said Emily in Paris is like if Target started making scripted content. I think and that's even I'm, generous. 
really excited to see this PowerPoint you've prepared for me, Clare. I'm excited to hear you recap it back to me. Where do I begin? Um, Okay. I don't know. Emily in Paris. Well, what I was going to say that reminded me of it was that she does a lot of, because she's like an influencer. Her job is a little unclear. She's like, she works in PR, but she's like, does, Megan wrote it down for me. Hold on. She's a PR communications marketing event social media professional. And okay, she's those are five jobs. <laughs> she's frequently taking pictures of people just in uh-huh. public. And a lot of the time I'm like, girl, why are you just taking pictures of these people? It is so bizarre. Most like, social Don't media. Take my photo. I have a right to privacy. <laughs> have you ever seen an influencer post pictures of people smoking in France and be like, ew, they smoke. What? Okay, I'm going to get into this. That doesn't happen. No way. So, okay. Oh my God. Okay. I'll do my best to be as quiet as possible. (laughs) I watched two and a half episodes and I lost brain cells as I was doing it. And I barely have a single. And we only had one to begin with. (laughs) Girl, I need to be recharged. So something else interesting about Emily (laughs) is that it is unclear how old she is. Is she 17? Is she 22? Is she 25? Is she in her 30s? Doesn't she have a master's degree? She has multiple master's degrees. But I was spoiled by Megan that at some point she sleeps with a 17-year-old, so it is unclear. That's also been spoiled to me. Why is that a plot point? I Why does don't he have know. to be 17? We are not there yet. Okay. The first scene, the like inciting <laughs> incident, first of all, happens immediately. There is no... No, like, here's a little bit about who Emily is. Oh, besides the fact that she jogs. She's always jogging. Disgusting. So I she hate her jogs, already. For one. Okay. And then she, like, goes to her job doing whatever she does. And her boss is, like, smelling this perfume. And she's, like, her boss is, like, gonna go to Paris to, like, work with another part of their company. The job aspect, little confused about. But she's, like, smelling yeah. it. And then she's, like, Emily's, like, oh, it smells so good. And the boss is, like... Oh my God, I'm going to be sick. And then barfs. She's pregnant. That's it. And then so it's like, Emily gets the promotion instead. Emily doesn't speak any French. Emily's a dumb motherfucker. And everything she says (laughs) is like, bonjour. I don't speak French. Fake it till you make it. Oh, and she has this boyfriend who at one point she calls him her, they're engaged to be engaged. Oh, I'm going to vomit. Holy crap. He's good looking, but he is about the most average good looking person I've just like conventionally attractive man. Worst actor in the world. Okay. So uh-huh. the whole, somehow this show is offensive to both all of France and all of the U.S. This is the worst show I can't even begin to explain. She immediately shows up and she's like, hi, I'm, I'm the American. And they're all like, she's like the American. Uh, hey no, literally. And they're all like, oh, the American. Uh. From what I understand, French people don't like it when you show up and you're like, bonjour, I don't speak French. Do you speak American? Like, I wouldn't I mean, be nice to her either. Would like it. Her boss, the whole her boss's whole personality is Emily's like, do you want to go get food? And her boss is like, why? I could just smoke a cigarette. There's a lot of like Same. weird. Everyone is smoking instead of eating meals. And Emily's like, why? <laughs> Cigarettes? There's a part where she walks by a soul cycle class and there's girls outside smoking and she takes a picture of them, puts it on Instagram and is like smoking bodies. It is so upsetting. Okay. Let me read more. Of my notes. Okay. Quick question. Oh. What's the point of the show? I couldn't is it a romantic. Tell 
Is it a romantic comedy? I is she think looking that's for what it's love? going to be. Well, okay. she, I think that's what it's going to be. But the weirdest part of all is that she is not lovable. She's annoying. Yeah, that sounds like it. Everyone involved isn't, it's like, okay, in theory, she should be the hero and everyone else is the villain being mean to poor little Emily. But that's how instead, stories go, yeah. Right. But instead, everyone's <laughs> just like, eh, if that makes sense. There was a scene in the beginning, in the first episode. <laughs> I'm just so <laughs> flabbergasted. My mouth is just open. Every Everything you say, it's, I'm like, did And every you line is delivered as a high school production. As it, Every line feels like an audition for a high school play by the people who don't actually get cast. There is a part in the first episode where they're at, like, I guess it's not a work party, but, like, everyone from her work is at this, like, fancy event. And so she's like... Everyone is from Nexium. <laughs> She's a Nexium. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And everyone's like, she starts like talking about work and everyone's like, mm-hmm. we do not talk about work at parties. And one of these French fuckers says, <laughs> oh God. So my Sorry dad, to our one French listener. There, He's like, you Americans live to work. We work to live. And I'm like, that is just purely false. <laughs> There's this weird theme that like Americans are so obsessed with their jobs. It's all they care about. And I'm like, actually, no, I go to work so I can pay my rent. Yeah. The idea, I think, okay. I understand the sentiment when people, when non-Americans say that about Americans, because one, I think that is, that is portrayed in our media a lot for like, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it is a fairly like, LA, New York, coastal major cities thing with like very successful people where they don't have a good work life balance. But I don't think people not in America fully realize that like we have to like work to pay for our health care and like a bunch of other stuff that's guaranteed to them. Yeah. Very true. You know, and it's like we don't we don't live oh, to work. Oh my god, okay, there's a we whole have scene to work to live. Where she shows up for work on like one of the first days. And she's apparently been standing outside for two hours because this the other Same. dude rolls up and she's like, where are you? I've been here since 830. And he's like, we start work at 1030. Why does she not know what time work starts? It's not funny. That it's not quirky. Introdu- that would have been in the introductory email. So it's this weird like French people do things later and they're lax and smoke cigarettes. Oh, also. OK, so she moves into this like place. She's just a raging bitch wherever she goes. It's really obnoxious. <laughs> and didn't think to learn a lick of French before going. So like, has, like she, she, has she heard of Duolingo? Holy shit. There's a part where she's like, oh, I listened to not Duolingo. What's the other one? Rosetta Stone. Yes. She's like, I listened to some Rosetta Stone on the plane. And I'm like, kill yourself. She moves into this building and is unfamiliar with the French floor system. So you know, like the ground floor is ground floor. And then the second story is the first story. Yes. In French. So she's on the fifth floor, but she keeps trying to get into the unit on the fourth floor. And a really hot guy lives there. And he's like, do you want Mm. to live with me, Emily? It's really stupid. But I was like, you should have figured that out day one. Yeah, I figured that out day one of when I was in Scotland. Everyone's like, everyone's like, yeah, the first floor is just the ground floor. And then the next one's the first floor. And I was like, "Okay, that doesn't make too much sense to my dumb little American brain. But like understood and then at one point like her water stops in her shower so she like screams <laughs> at like breaks <laughs> she like screams at someone in her building who doesn't speak english and the lady's like responding to her in french and she's like my water doesn't work it is so bizarre okay 
the main points <laughs> I would so like to talk about. This sounds like a script that a kid in one of my screenwriting classes would write. And the whole class every week when we would have to read a scene that they wrote that week, the whole class would be like, hmm, here we go. Okay, well, there's three scenes in particular I'd like to talk about. Number one, this happens pretty frequently, but whenever she's at work stuff, she'll talk about like some social media term and all of the French people act like they've never heard concept of like stats and following and like a post doing well. And like, she'll say something like, yeah, I like increased our engagement back in Chicago by whatever. And they're like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, that's not what a successful company, that's not how they would respond. There is a part where they're at some like video shoot and she's like, I'm going to go get some content for the social and like walks up to this model and starts like filming her and asking her questions. And the model's like, not right now. And then they immediately like start shooting the video. And Emily's just like, oh, oh, it is mind boggling. It is mind boggling. Also worth noting, every time she was it shot the, in Paris, like, does it look like know. it was shot there? I don't know. Okay. Every time she answers a FaceTime or takes a photo, she does it like <laughs> this. Hi. Oh, I'm going to take a picture. What? She holds her phone at like a full arm's length away from her face. Why is, is she like a 50 year old mom? I don't know. The next thing I'd like to talk about is so she has like, she keeps running into her hot neighbor because she doesn't understand floors. <sighs> She's Same. at this she's at this restaurant. It's like a clearly a nice ass fancy fucking restaurant midday. Yeah. And she gets some like steak thing and she's okay. with this like other non-native French person and the like the food comes and she like cuts into it and she's like, "Oh my god, my steak is so rare." Um waiter, pardon, and like gets the waiter and the <laughs> friend says something about like oh like maybe that's just how they meant to do it she's like no the customer's always right and then the guy is Wait, like what was wrong with this what was wrong with the steak? the steak was too rare and they're at like a okay. nice fancy fancy restaurant and so the waiter's like well, let me ask the chef and he like goes to the chef and the chef he like brings it back and he's like the chef said it was fine and she's like the customer's always right and her friend's like in france the customer's always wrong and then whoop the chef comes out. She's like, I want to speak to the chef because she's a cunt. <laughs> Every episode, it's like, my water doesn't work. The steak's bad. <laughs> she's just a bitch 24-7. <laughs> the chef comes out, and it's the hot neighbor. Oh, no. And he's no like, what way. is wrong with the steak? And she's like. He's like 23. Is he the 17-year-old? No. <laughs> I wish. But he's like, oh, what's wrong with the steak? Like, And she's like, it's bloody. And he's like, you should just try it. And the whole time, the friend is, like, loudly making comments about, like, bon appetit. I would bon appetit him. Like, horrible jokes about, like, why he's hot. It's really awkward. And then she, like, tries the steak, and it's it's good. Oh, French food. Mind-blowing, truly. And then they, like, talk about how hot he is and, like, how bad they want to bon appetit him. And then they both <laughs> laugh in what I can only imagine was the most uncomfortable to film scene of their whole careers. They're like, ha, 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 that's so funny. I'm going to turn my light on in one second. Yeah. Okay, a couple things. Okay. okay. And then I'm done. This is there's amazing. A, there's a scene <laughs> where she's writing an article for this thing she works for. And because she does not speak French, she is writing into Google Translate and then just copying it. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is unreal. I don't know how this show made it past. I don't. I don't pitch. know how it got truly an an idea, a thought in someone's mind, without a little more editing. I I wonder what the rough draft of this looked like because, also worth noting, I watched a whole video before watching the show, so I went into it kind of biased about like how it is a fashion disaster. Okay. Her financial status is confusing. The person like researched how much someone doing PR in Chicago or in Paris would make. And like, it still doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense why she's like living in like a shitty apartment, but like has a view of the Eiffel tower and like, cause well, her apartment she has is to like, have a view. She has to have a view of the Eiffel tower. Well, cause yeah. But like her apartment <laughs> is like falling apart and like the water doesn't work, but like, so she's like poor and slumming it, but she like wears designer clothes and like, is trendy most of the time but then at one point she's asking her boss like oh what should i wear to this event and her boss is like not that it is all over the place this you brings me to i just want to finish this and i'll turn my light okay on. you just look like an alien it's scaring me <laughs> i'm i will i'm almost done because i need to pee really bad after i'm done with the emily in paris corner you're fine you're fine you're fine you're fine so <laughs> it's <a> big corner <laughs> i know i'm almost done the most important no, scene of all is the inevitable breakup scene with her boyfriend. So up until this point, there has been no reason to believe their relationship is struggling. There's no like, okay, it's clearly got a lot of inspo from Devil Wears Prada, except for they're missing the whole aspect of like Andy having horrible fashion and like coming to appreciate it. This is just like, there's no, I don't get what the conflict is. It's like, she thinks French culture is stupid and they think she's stupid. The end. Cool. Right? There is one previous scene where she and her boyfriend, like, try to have, like, FaceTime sex and then the phone glitches. But that is all that would, that's the only problem. So he's he's been saying he's going to come visit her. She calls him and is like, you must be at the airport by now. And he's like, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm I'm actually not coming. And I'm like, were you just not going to tell her? He just, like, wasn't going to tell her he wasn't coming to Paris. And then at one point, like, the connection is, like, breaking up. And he goes, I- I'm losing you, Emily. I'm losing you. And, he- and she goes, yeah, you lost me. <laughs> it is. It could not have been written any worse. And she's, like, in the middle of, like, a really nice area of Paris, just, like, on FaceTime with him being, like, you weren't going to tell me you weren't coming, but, like, what a horrible way to break up with someone. Also, like, homie didn't even give long distance a try. He was like, this just isn't working. And she's like, oh, fine, save your money, go to a Cubs game. It is so bad. It is atrocious, and I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm pumped. I, I want to get really high and watch this. You should. Okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom okay. and turn the light on. Yay. So that was my Emily in Paris corner. Um, I highly advise you go watch it. It is, uh, it is mind-boggling that that is a piece of media that was put out to the universe. I wonder if it's, a th- I wonder if they were just like, this will Get interest people. Yeah. If it's just like, cause also Lily, like, like you said earlier, Lily Collins is like a good actress. Like she's been in stuff. I don't understand. I don't get it at all. Um, Emily in Paris, Emily in what's a funny location. <laughs> Mars? Can you come to Mars? Can you come colonize Mars for us? <laughs> Emily and Mars. Emily the colonizer. Okay. okay. So main, main topic, topic of the main week. Main topic of the week. How? Oh, 
Recording studio. Okay. Main topic. Let me cross out Emily in Paris. Main topic of the week is uh, crazy roommates and all or just that falls under period. that umbrella. Yeah. Can anyone I actually else? Lived with, I actually lived with Emily sophomore year <laughs> in Paris. Can anyone else say that they lived with their gay ex-boyfriend and their current boyfriend at the same time? Yes. Oh, my God. Fun, right? Do people frequently right ask now. you, too, what's it like that you've had sex with both of your roommates? Yes. One of the perks of that living situation was that I could walk around naked no matter what mm. because there were just I could walk around naked no matter what. It was nice. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had all the power. The other ones could only be naked around me if the other one wasn't there. You know what I mean? Mm. Connor didn't flash his tight little ass Orion. <laughs> one time, Connor ran across the hall to go to the bathroom or to take a shower or something uh-huh. and didn't realize Ryan was in the living room. <laughs> the funniest part of this is that just Ryan didn't even notice because he was looking at his phone. But yeah. I was at work and I got texts of, oh, no, I am so embarrassed. Ryan saw my butt. My little butt. I am ashamed. The best text I've ever received in my whole entire life. Connor has a tiny little butt. Not surprising. It's tiny and cute. Petite. No comment. Uh (laughs) Nick also has a tiny, petite, cute little butt. No, I got a fat, juicy ass. Holy crap. I I have something in the middle. (laughs) Why I walk in a room and my ass follows five minutes later. (laughs) Being a centaur be like... Being a centaur the size of a limousine. <laughs> a limousine-sized centaur. Damn, girl, you got a centaur ass. <laughs> Your ass built like a centaur. I'm going to start telling people that. Has anyone ever told you you look like a centaur? <laughs> yeah, frequently. I tell myself Aww. that. Okay, do you want to start, or should I start? No, tell me about your stuff. I just... Okay. So, um... I lived in the same bedroom my entire life until I moved to Chapman for college and didn't clean it once. Not far from the truth. Chapman puts three people in a room. Okay. So I find out who my roommates are like a month beforehand. So like late July before my freshman year. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I just got an email with their names or something. And it's like, you're going to be living with this person and this person. And I was like, okay, cool. So I look up what the first one and I see him on, I see him on social media. Turns out he's like actually pretty popular on social media. He, um, I don't want to say exactly what it is, but he went viral, uh, the year before. What? Yeah. He went, he went viral for something. I'm not going to say what he went viral for. Cause then people find out who it is. I don't want to fully That's say fine. it, but, um, Yeah. He went viral, so, like, he was very popular on social media and whatever. Um, And I was like, okay, cool. This is the type of person I expect to go to Chapman. Fair. (laughs) He just looked like someone who's going to go to Chapman. Then I look for the other one, and I can't find goddamn shit about this guy. I'm like, (laughs) Facebook, no. Instagram, no. Twitter, no. He sounds fun. Living in a bunker, yes. I can't find anything about this guy. But um, I we have his... We got, I got their names and their phone numbers. So I text the guy that I was able to find first. And I'm like, Hey, this is Nick. Like I'm your roommate, like whatever. And then he and I, I guess we like hit it off. Like we're getting along and like, he seems like a normal person, whatever. And he's like, have you been able to talk to, um, Conrad? That's his name. Do you want to do Conrad or Josh? Josh. Okay. He's like, have you been able to talk to Josh? And I'm like, no, like I haven't texted him because I, don't know i 
don't see him on any social media or anything. And then Max, let's call normal roommate Max. Mm-hmm. Max says, yeah, I've been met, I've been texting with him. Uh, it's kind of weird. And I'm like, weird how? And he's like, um, it's probably better if I just show you. So then he sends me some screenshots and I'm reading through it. And I'm like, oh, OK, this guy seems like a fucking weirdo. Holy Should we have him on the podcast? Crap. Absolutely not. (laughs) I also, okay. I also find out that, um, Max is from Arizona and Josh is from outside of Dallas. Oh, red flags. Exactly. So I eventually get into a group chat with both of them, like a group text with them. And if you're not familiar with a group chat, it's similar to a group text. It's not, it's similar. It's a little bit, it's different. Like if you're on like WhatsApp or iMessage, if your master is present. Yeah. (laughs) So I reach out to them and I'm like, hi guys, I would just like to say right off the bat, refer to me as master. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So whatever. So we start the group text and I'm like, I'm like, let's all introduce ourselves. So I say something like I'm Nick, I'm from Oregon. I'm going to be TV writing and production. Like that's my major. Um, I really enjoy photography and being outdoors and, uh, I have volunteered at Planned Parenthood for the past two years, um, is my intro to myself. Um, Hi, Nick. And then Max goes and he's like, he's like, I love all things social media and I'm super excited to be in California and I love the beach and I'm so excited to be at Chapman and like, he, <laughs> He felt like a caricature of a person. I love that. <laughs> kind of. Um, that makes sense, though. Like, for that yeah. environment. Makes sense. And, <laughs> okay, so then Josh busts in the chat. <laughs> okay. And I, at one point, had this text memorized. And I still almost kind of do. Let's see if you have but it. I'm, gonna, it. I'm reading it. Okay. So then Max texts, or Josh texts me and Max. And he says, all right, I'll give it a shot. I am a connoisseur of beauty, thereby mesmerized in the presence of classical music, poetry, nature, and women. As far as hobbies go, I take up the sketch pad when I have the chance to add visuals to my seven series opus that is in the works. I am a Christian who has watched a healthy amount of anime and in consequence is always open for a philosophical, psychological, or sociological conversation. Of course, what I did throughout most of high school was perform on stage. So musical theater is also very dear to me. I almost dropped out. (laughs) I would have. I would have been like, yeah, maybe college isn't for me. I was like, okay, that can't be real. And everyone I showed it to was like, he's fucking with you. You're going to get there. And he's going to be like, sup, bro? Let's shotgun these beers. And like smashed against his forehead. That's what everyone said. And I was like, no, I think think this guy's serious. Can I predict what he looks like? Go ahead. Because I was about to describe it. Cape, fedora, dress shirt. Sorry. Dress shirt and a vest. Jeff from the future. (laughs) He's future Jeff. Future Jeff. Blessings. Hormonal acne, okay. light beard, okay. glasses, walks on the, like, walks on his tippy toes, doesn't, like, heel toe walk. That's how I put, pre- oh, and, like, boot cut jeans. Color hair? Brown. Like, your brown? Yeah. Okay. Just, like, a mousy brown. Okay. 
Give me one sec, because I'm going to send you a photo of him. Hang on. Was I remotely accurate? Because that's what that gives me. Like, he has a cape and a fedora. You were accurate in the overall energy you were accurate in. Um, did I block this guy? No. Okay. <laughs> did he walk on his toes? Because I had a toe walker roommate. That shit was weird. <laughs> I had it. Oh, my God. Is he doing porn? Oh, this is, what? This is just triggering. Oh, Send my God. Send me his picture. I'm very excited for my live reaction. Oh, here we go. Here we go, baby. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> this is the photo I wanted to show you. Okay. And this one for good measure. And Claret, we should sell merch with these photos on it. <laughs> okay, sending okay, and I'm watching your reaction. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh god, okay. They're here. They're here. I'm I got like chills. I lived with him. <laughs> you lived with him. This is arguably the worst one. That's the first photo I ever saw of him. Why will it not do the thing? There we go. That's the first photo I ever saw of him. Okay. So then I get to school, realize it's not an inside joke. He's actually like that. Um, he hangs up all of his t-shirts on hangers. He does not fold anything and put it into the dresser. Everything is hung up. Okay. Everything. He is incredibly, not incredibly, but like he had OCD. Um, what does he smell and, like? Either uh, musty or like he's like too much cologne. Yeah, too much cologne. Like almost nauseating. Um, he had one poster up for about three months and then he got another one. But guess what the big poster was? Was it like... You've, uh, you've already said this word several times. Was it of a cape? Almost, yeah. A wizard? Harry Potter. He, you haven't said any of those. He had a poster of a green fedora on his wall. Nick, you over lived his bed. in a room with a poster of a green fedora. So, Is that why you're mentally ill? And God, I wish you could not have found three more different people and put them in the same room. This guy was from Texas, Christian anime fedora. The other guy was social media viral. He had a hoverboard. And Nick lives in a gay barn. And I'm like the gay. I was like, oh, I'm the gay weirdo. Like, I, that's my, that's my, that's Nick, my I'm role really sorry, in this room dynamic. But in that room, you're not the weirdo. I, and no, I mean, in their eyes, I was the weirdo. <laughs> this man woke up every morning at 5 a.m. and sat crisscross applesauce on his bed in his underwear and did Bible study. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, One he time didn't. I woke up at Nick, 5 a.m. No, he didn't. One time I woke up at 5 a.m. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was about to go back to sleep. And I opened my eyes. And he is sitting there like Buddha on his bed with his dark navy duvet staring at me. And he's like, trouble sleeping? And I was like, ah, I'm going to die. He kept the AC. So my bed was right over the AC unit. Mm -hmm. And he kept the room at a brisk 60 degrees. No, he didn't. Freezing fucking cold. No, he, he did not. Claret, ask me how long his showers were. Nick, how long were his showers? Well, can I guess? 55 minutes. No. He was in the shower for 55 minutes. He once sang the entire uh, soundtrack to a musical what in musical? the shower. I, I don't know. He was he was in Beauty and the Beast senior year, and he was really proud of it. He played the Beast. I saw that a video once. It was, really, it was really scary. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> That's my impression of the beast. doing a good job. That's how everyone plays the beast. It's honestly kind of upsetting. 
And oh my god. Okay, so 55 minute showers. And this was like when California was like in a drought. Like I think California is always like low key in a drought, but it was like it's his Cha- fault. Chapman. <laughs> Like Chapman told everyone and we had like signs in the showers and stuff saying like limit your showers to like no more than five minutes, ideally. And this man said, I can't read. And this man said, I do not care about the environment. I am a Christian who watches a healthy amount of anime. Nick, if you don't make that text that he sent you your bio on the podcast website right now, I will kill you. A Christian who's watched a healthy amount of anime was my Twitter bio for a year. Are you kidding me? No, we're Good. putting that on a we're putting that on a goddamn t-shirt. That Ooh, entire text. Are you kidding me? That's oh smart. my god almighty. Holy shit. Okay, so there were lots of issues besides him being fucking weird, of okay. course. So the showers, the 60 degrees, the it like we couldn't really bring people back to the room. Um and like one time I brought uh, a hot lady was it nasma no it was my friend sky i brought my friend sky oh or i was just i was literally giving her water because i had a mini fridge with a brita and she was like hey i want water and i was like yeah of course so i open i open the door i go to get it and he's laying in bed like with his shirt off and it's like the blanket's like up to his chest <laughs> and i open the door and sky's just kind of like leaning in the doorway on her phone and i go to get water and josh like pulls the duvet up to his chin and is like and then later that night he goes um all right, if we could just maybe, I don't know, just let me know when some of the females are going to be coming around. Nick, I don't have any words. What? What the <laughs> fuck? It was so off. It was so off. It was like. Okay. It was, it was nonstop. And I actually had to move out after first semester. I moved off campus because of him. And I went moved into a house where I had my own bedroom. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. And that didn't help me in terms of like social life. But yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting segue to me because... <laughs> You're like, so thank you. <laughs> I lived off campus first year. Mm-hmm. Didn't make any friends, as as we know. Joined a sorority, didn't make any friends there. I was hoping to live with Megan, and then Megan was like, psych, I'm going to go move to Chapman. And I was like, chase How your dreams. She? I know, right? <laughs> How rude. She doesn't make decisions like, regarding dreams. me. <laughs> Literally, when we found out oh she got God. accepted, we were in line mm-hmm. to take pictures with princesses in Disneyland, and mm-hmm. she's like, gets the email, and she's like, oh, my God, I got into Chapman. And and you're like, I'm so proud of you. Literally, I yeah. burst into tears. And then we together sobbed through the entire line of Indiana Jones until we got on the ride. And I'm sure everyone, like, thought I was going through something bigger in life. It was so ridiculous that we had to go through. We had to go on the ride a second time because I was, like, weeping the whole time. Anyway, so now, now Indiana Jones is like a trigger for you. Don't even say that word, please. Could you warn me first? I was like trigger. <laughs> yes. Trigger warning. Trigger. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Can we talk about? I'm sorry. This is perhaps insensitive, but when people trigger warning photos on Twitter, they're like trigger warning dead body. I'm like, it's right there. <laughs> it's not like a link. I get it if it's a link, but it's like, why are you warning me? Like. My eyes only read things like as they come and I'm like trigger warning. Oh, thank God. The way I always understood trigger warnings was like in terms of on social media, because like it all started on Tumblr, obviously. Um, It was like trigger warning anorexia or whatever. And people who had like, you know, you can like block that word or that hashtag. Oh, yeah. So maybe (laughs) did you block the words dead body? (laughs) 
But also, aren't like tweets like that marked as like sensitive or whatever? Sometimes it depends. Jesus Christ. Twitter is a hellscape. (laughs) Truly. Okay, so I didn't have any friends. Megan was leaving me and I was like, where am I going to live next year? I have no friends. And then in my freshman year acting class, I did a scene with this is a common occurrence in my life that at this point I'm really over people not liking me at first because I'm easily misunderstood and then realizing (laughs) that I'm actually really fun and just have a weird personality. It made more sense. People don't understand me. I'm just I'm like weird. It made more sense when I was like a bitch all the time. But now that I'm like nice for the most part, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, my scene partner, I had said something about like yeah like i don't know where i'm living next year lol and she was like oh well i'm gonna live at insert off campus student housing that was built in 10 minutes but is like (laughs) i love how in 2015 16 there was like 10 apartment complexes just popped up in eugene it really did and they were they were all constructed in like 10 minutes genuinely the construction company set a timer and was like and go they're all fully (laughs) furnished very interesting concept Yes. So she kind of throws out like, oh, well, like we're looking for the roommate. You could live with me as a courtesy. But I was like, I really don't have any options. So I texted her a couple of days later and I was like, can I please you, actually live with you? And you were like, I don't want to live alone again. Yeah. Okay. Because cool. living alone yeah. was dangerous. Yeah. And I was like, and I liked the complex she was living in because that's where Megan and I had talked about living together. And I was like, oh, my God, mm. like, can I actually live with you? And she was like, I mean, yeah, I guess. So it's always a good way to start. <laughs> Can I live with you? I mean, I guess. Love that. She was nice about it, but I know now that she was more hesitant at the time. Uh (laughs) She had someone else, like another friend who wanted to live with her too, but somehow like they dropped out and it was like a whole thing. And we ended up getting one girl that I know and another random because this place will just like assign if you, okay. (laughs) The way that these housing places do it is, like, rather than all signing as a group, you sign a lease for one bedroom. Oh, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Nope. 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 No. No, no, no. Nope. Absolutely so not. So if you only have three people, that's fine. They'll just give you a fourth person because someone who didn't have anyone, well, this is how it all works. So we get a random person. We all... They gave us all of each other's numbers. And this is, like, a couple weeks before move-in. Maybe less than. It's, like, we're down to the wire. We've all been texting for like a day. Nothing seems that weird other than our apartment number was 222. And the one that no one knew, Jessica, texts the group and is like, oh, and by the way, I love our number, 222. It's so dot, 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 even. And I was like, oh, so she's a serial killer. About a week later, she texts the group, by the way, my service animal request got approved. Hope you like cats. I was working at Banana Republic. I got that text and I was like, no, no, absolutely the fuck not. No, 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 no. And I was like, well, how do I deal with this? So I started texting Danny. That's her real name. We love Danny. She's the hero of this whole story. And we were both like, I don't like cats. They scratch things. They smell bad. You're not a cat person. No. And maybe like if they were my own responsibility, I'd like it more because I would like be in charge of keeping the litter box clean. But like someone else I've never met before being like, I'm bringing multiple cats to a small apartment. Gross. Yeah. So we were like, hey, I'm actually I'm not cool with cats. Like, I don't I don't want your fucking stupid cats in my house. Mm -hmm. So we started off on a really bad foot. And immediately we (laughs) I want your fucking cats. We started off on the wrong foot. (laughs) 
Our first mistake was not immediately contacting the building and being like, hey, we should, like, we would like to live with someone else. We don't want Mm -hmm. this roommate. Put her somewhere, kick her out. But we just let it slide and we're like, okay, Mm -hmm. maybe the cats will be fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also Danny's allergic to cats. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we get there and immediately shit is fucking weird. My girl Jessica has had really bad roommate experiences before. Spoiler alert, it's her being a bad roommate. Where like... (laughs) People, also, so is everyone. Calm down. I, truly. Where, like, people used her stuff without her permission and, like, blah, blah, blah. So, like, she's going to keep some pots and pans and a crock pot in her room. And I was like, do you? In addition to that, she takes up a whole entire giant cupboard. And the rest of us are like, yeah, we're just going to share plates. And she's like, no, no, no. Not my secret cupboard. No asking. No, like, do you all mind? It's just, this is my secret cupboard. Don't fucking touch it. Uh, shockingly uh, multiple times one of her precious special don't touch like pyrex dishes got mixed in with community stuff and i you i have so many screenshots of group texts with that apartment being like ladies you can't be taking my pyrex dishes and me being like sorry didn't know and her being like get your own they're cheap it's not even worth talking about It's not worth bringing up in the first place. What the fuck? Because Danny's from Venezuela. She was from California and the other one lived in Eugene, but like went home for the holidays. I ended up being like the only one there all winter because everyone like peaced out. Yeah. So this bitch left me alone with her cats and I am not, I, I do not like, I think cats are smelly. They're the litter they produce is fucking disgusting. Sorry. I would, I would agree. But I was like, sure. I'll clean up your cat poo. So we all had individual bathrooms that are in our bedrooms. So I've never really seen this girl's like living space. <sighs> oh, okay, everyone no. close your eyes. Oh no, I'm closing my eyes. Under her sink, she had turned it into a cat litter station. So there's a cat litter box under the sink along with other litter and such. There's, I mean, you know how cats like dig and then get litter everywhere. Uh-huh. She left for break without changing the litter box for like three years. It was so disgusting. The smell of cat pee was Throughout the whole house, when I walked into her room, my eyes burned with the ammonia smell. And even once I, like, cleaned up the whole thing, I couldn't get it out. Everything was wet in there. It was so fucking bizarre. Disgusting. For those of you who are not Claret, I went through 10 stages of grief and being horrified just now. My mom literally oh my came over and helped me God. with it because I was so appalled. fucking angel. Holy crap. Right? Other things worth noting, she had some antique chopsticks that oh yeah something else she would do is make weird elaborate things like candied nuts and then they they would like burn or something and she would just leave them on the stove for a week (laughs) and one time i was like doing the dishes so everything that was in the sink i was like i'm just gonna do everything and i put her fucking antique chopsticks in the dishwasher and one of them broke and she was livid and I was like, okay, like I'll replace them. And she was like, my father got them for me in Alaska and they're irreplaceable. And I was like, cool, chastise me in the group text. I don't give a shit. So upon move out. Oh Danny no, and I, I know Danny, where this is going. Oh, fucking Oh, my hell. sweet queen. Danny and I had agreed to sign a lease at a different place together. We loved each other and we're going to move on somewhere else. And I think the other two lived together the next year too, somewhere else but we were all ready to be rid of this apartment. Mm -hmm. And I've mentioned this place is fully furnished. Yes. So the day of move out comes 
And I think like 24 hours before we were like, let's get everything out of the like refrigerator. We were like deep cleaning everything because we wanted our security deposit back. God forbid. We <laughs> okay, we're taking everything out of the fridge. Jessica comes home and I'm like, hey, Jessica, anything of yours in the fridge, do you want to save it? And she is like, no, you can throw away whatever. I don't need anything in there saved. And I was like, great. Can I get that in writing? An hour later, we have proceeded to dump out every like condiment that was half used and like we're recycling, whatever. Jessica comes out, looks in the fridge and goes, where are my sauces? And I was like, do you not remember the verbal agreement that we just had? And I was like, I threw them away. She helped clean the house. Zero percent. We did all the final cleanup. Okay. Honestly, name her. Her name's. I know. Yeah, bad name. Bad name. She had a side shave. Picture like has a been grown painted. out side shave. I am. Yeah. So. It was like shaved, but like long. Okay. Basically, we finally cleaned everything up, and we were like looking at all like little bits of damage, like we could probably get charged for. And there was quite a bit of scratching from the cats on the couch that, again, it comes furnished. The couch belongs to the apartment. That's, and I, that and litter boxes are kind of the two main things I don't want a cat. Same. They just scratch shit. I know. Which, and, and, you, and they're not like a dog where you can train them to not do that. Uh-huh, they don't, they don't fucking fuck. listen. They don't fucking care. And also, they pee and poop indoors. Yeah, I, if an animal it's pees not, and poops indoors, I don't want it. Not worth it to me. Same. Yeah. So we have agreed with Jessica that whatever we get charged for the couch, she will pay. We didn't want the cats. They're not ours. They're not our financial responsibility. Take pay for their damage. Was that in the group text or verbally? That was verbally and in the group text. It was everywhere. Okay. okay. We leave. We say our goodbyes. We <laughs> donate a bunch of weird shit that she left at the apartment. Why did she leave like a bike helmet and like some <laughs> weird knickknacks? Couldn't tell you. We wipe our hands of it. Okay, so like a month later, we're living in our new place, everything as well. We get our fucking notice from the place that not only have they taken all of our deposits, but we now owe them a couple hundred each. Out of I think we put down like five hundred dollars each for a deposit. It was a two thousand dollar deposit? Yeah, but it was individual because it's individual leases. No, I understand. Okay. But yes, that place was a goddamn ripoff. And so we immediately text her and we're like, hey, because it gives you a breakdown. And we're like, hey, you owe us this much for the couch. Yeah. Because it's an expensive couch and nothing. Radio silence. We email her. We call her. Nothing. We try to bargain with the people at fuck at the apartment building. And it, finally, the apartment building was like, we are taking you both to collections if you don't just pay it. And we were like, fine, fuck you, Jessica, the end. Fuck your antique chopsticks while we're at it. Why would they take you to collections and not her? Because it was individual leases. We agreed, we didn't have it in writing that <laughs> Jessica was gonna <laughs> pay for the couch. That was like a mm-hmm. us agreement. No, I, I understand that. But I mean, if they're gonna take you to collections, they're also gonna take her, right? Yeah, well, she probably paid her part. It was individual bills. Because the leases are individual. Sorry. I'm sorry. Got it. Okay. Understood. Yeah. And then after that, our only issue was that we lived with twins that were weird and slept in the same room most nights. (laughs) Highly bizarre. (laughs) But, you know, it didn't come. There were no cats, so I couldn't be bad. Okay. Um, Yikes. I, (laughs) my sophomore year, I 
lived with, um, so freshman year, I also didn't really have too many friends and I didn't know where I was going to live. And just like through the grapevine, I found out that just through the grapevine, I found out like, oh, these people are looking for a roommate. So then I met with them and I sat down, whatever. So I was going to be living with a couple, a guy and a girl. We are 19 at this point. We are 19 years old, recently 19, going to be living with a couple who had just started dating like a few months earlier at Chapman. It's not like it's not like they're high school sweethearts or anything. And I don't believe in high school sweethearts. I think they should all break up. I think once you graduate high school, you should be forced to immediately break up. If you're listening to this and you're dating your high school sweetheart, look at them right now. End it. (laughs) End it all. And kill yourself. And God. And the couple's friend or the girl's friend was going to be. So it was me, Connor and Ryan. (laughs) So the so living with a couple and their friend, me and the guy are going to share a room and the girl and her friend are going to share a room. So the couple aren't staying in the same room together. What? Yeah. Okay, I'm following. I don't really have much. I mean, there's so much I could say about it, but I want to get to like my actual good story. Um, Let me guess. They're happily married. There were no hiccups and all they broke up in November. Okay, yeah, makes sense. They broke up in November and it was awful. And there were late night fights and screaming that kept me up at 2 (laughs) a.m. And him coming Uh, into the room like, oh, my God, if he's listening to this, sorry, I'm putting you on blast, but like sobbing (laughs) and being like. (laughs) and being like you were right you were right she doesn't want to get back together with me and i'm like yeah i know i that's what i told you um yeah he tried to like win her back like so he made this whole like candlelight dinner with her and like roses and like made food for her to like try to win her back that stuff doesn't happen in real life quit making candlelit dinners i was actually (laughs) the inspiration for emily in paris um (laughs) nick wrote emily in paris actually (laughs) It's Sorry, camp. Nick, your writing it's, is trash. It's camp. Um, okay, so I that wish. was my sophomore year experience, and it was a, a, a whatever. I can maybe get more into that at some other point, but whatever. Junior year, first semester, I studied abroad in Scotland, and I... <laughs> this is honestly, that you telling this story is like one of our friendship origins. Last winter when you were here... Mm-hmm. And we went and got drinks together and I was like, fine, I'll entertain hanging out with Nick. And we actually had a really lovely time and bonded heavily over one drop of, <laughs> one blood. Drop of blood. And then you came back to my house after and you're like, and now for my grand performance, I will be <laughs> I will be telling the story of my experience in Scotland. And I was like, I'm in. And I was and like, now was that Ryan that is here. That we yeah. birthed the first episode of this podcast. Oh my God. Truly though. Profound. Okay, so I studied abroad in Scotland, and long story short, it was kind of a last-minute situation studying abroad in Scotland. Very Um, similar to Emily in Paris. (laughs) It was kind of a last-minute situation. I'm not going to get into that, but I didn't have guaranteed housing when I got there. Oh, my God. That's a nightmare. Which is terrifying, because I'm like, I'm going to a new country, and I don't have housing. And so I get there and the school helps me out in terms of like giving me resources where they're like, this is where you can like, these are Facebook groups you can look at to see if someone needs a flatmate or whatever, like things like that. And eventually I find, (laughs) eventually I find that someone is subleasing a room in this like penthouse in Scotland or in Edinburgh. And it looks really nice. Um, like the room looks really nice and like everything about it looks incredible. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I want to live there. 
It was 900 pounds a month, which is, is that a lot? twelve to thirteen hundred dollars a month. That's a lot. So it's a lot, but it was for four months. So it was like, OK, um, so whatever. So I do that. I meet with the guy. He is a 30 year old pharmacist That's who hot. wants to become a Botox. Can only plastic surgeons do Botox? No. Estheticians no? can. You just have to be like, okay. I know that like my laser guy. Yeah. I think he's just technically an esthetician, but uh-huh. um, he can only do topical stuff. So he can't do any invasive procedures, but yeah. like some other people there can. You just have to like have okay. certification. So he wanted to start doing Botox because he's like, you make a lot of money, whatever. Um, but he was a pharmacist and he asked me when we first met and he was like showing me the apartment. He was like, at the end, he said he he tried to say it very casually, but he was like, "So are you are you straight? Are you gay? Are you bi?" And I was like, "That's a weird question to ask a roommate." And I was just like, uh, "I'm gay." And he was like, "He was like, oh cool, uh, me too." And I was like, "Oh sweet, high five. And I high five. <laughs> no, no. And if he's listening Great. to this, fuck you. Um, and <laughs> yeah, he's he's our Scotland listener, and um, he and I was like, oh high five, whatever. That's a weird question to ask someone, and whatever so i live there for the most part it's nice and then i start noticing some red flag oh there's another person living there a 40 year old french chef who manages his own restaurant goes to the gym every day has Does he a do girl- bible study at 5 30 a.m he has a girlfriend who has like a six-year-old kid or something and this guy drunkenly confesses to me one night like how he was absolutely wild when he was younger and how he's had sex with over 300 women because he placed all of his value in how much sex he could have, blah, blah, Same. blah. And I was like, whoa. We should have um, him on. He sounds fun. He, yeah, I didn't really have a, any issues with him. The other guy, I was getting some red flags where I'm like, you're 30 and you're acting like you're younger than me. And like <laughs> I was 21. And I was like, you're being very immature for your age. And it was just some red flags, whatever. Okay. So one day he has, he goes on a date with a guy he met on Grinder and they go to like a coffee shop, whatever. And then they come back and they just hang out on the like patio. Um, they hang out on the patio and talk and then the guy leaves and like, that's it. And I was like a depressed little munchkin in Scotland. Um, it was mm-hmm. pretty bad for quite a while. Um, You're not the only person I know who has gone to Edinburgh and had like a horrible depressive episode. So I don't oh, know yeah. what that means. And it's weird because I look back on it and I'm fully aware that it was like really difficult and it was a hard time for me. But I also really miss Scotland like all the time. Like and yeah. when my friend told me about like their time in Scotland, I was like weird that like Nick had <laughs> the same like go to Scotland, be really depressed. Yeah, experience. especially because it was the opposite of what I expected to happen. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I'm going to go to Scotland and I'm going to solve it'll solve all my problems. But turns out. Wherever you go, there you are, and your problems are internal, and they'll just be with you wherever you are on the planet. Um, Someone to tell that to Emily in Paris. Oh, I'm actually going to be in the second season. So that day, he says to me, my roommate, let's call him um, Hugo. I'm going to call him Alex. Um, <laughs> Hugo. Alex says. He like notices that I'm like super depressed because I sleep until like 2 p.m. and like whatever. It's like not a mystery. 
and he's like nick like we're gonna take you out and like it's gonna be a super it's gonna be a lot of fun and like i'm gonna invite all my friends over and we're gonna cure your depression yeah he's like we're gonna i'm gonna take you out and all my friends are gonna come over and we're gonna go to we're gonna go to a gay bar and it's gonna be super fucking fun and i was like dope that's i was like cool that sounds fun let's do it and he's like amazing the nighttime rolls around (laughs) the sky darkens (laughs) the sky darkens at 3 p.m anyways and fucking alex says that he invited all of his friends no one's there oh no no one comes to the flat except the guy that he went on the grinder date with his one friend his yeah literally and (laughs) (laughs) his one friend and yeah, he only knows Grinder Guy. So Grinder Guy comes over. Let's call Grinder Guy um Patrick. Hugo, Hugo, please. His name is Hugo. Um so Hugo comes over and then it's literally just the three of us and that's it. And I was like, "Hey, are your friends coming, Alex?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, they're coming." Then I s- quickly realized that Alex is an alcoholic and has a serious <laughs> issue. <laughs> and is drinking and like we're all like just around the counter drinking and he's like three drinks ahead of us at all times and i was like oh okay like and it's all and i was like pretty drunk and he was like kept like forcing shots on us loki um and then he did that thing he did that thing with the knife in the hand Uh uh-uh and i was like oh fuck no (laughs) i was like oh fuck i'm a thumbs down for me i'm about to be witness to a goddamn knife accident or some shit (laughs) and he okay i literally wrote a 35 page short story about this entire experience so how how do i tell this in the most in the shortest way possible okay so he's really drunk and patrick or hugo hugo doesn't seem his name wasn't patrick that was the name i gave him in the story um hugo seems not interested in alex at all but he's still there. And I'm like, why is he still here? But like he and I are kind of vibing. Like he and I are getting along and like Was he trying to pimp you out? Like he who? Alex. No, Alex was really into Hugo. Oh, but Hugo wasn't into Alex. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. But and Alex was wasted and I was like fairly tipsy, drunkish, and so was uh Hugo. Mm-hmm. And then we were supposed to go to the club, and I'm like, all right, I'll order an Uber. I order the Uber, Uber's here, I go downstairs, Alex is not following. And Alex and Hugo stay upstairs. And I'm like, Alex, Uber's here. Let's go. And he's like, Nick, Nick, come up here. Nick, come up here. And I'm like, no, it's a two-story flat. And I'm like, no, like the Uber's here. Like, let's go. Let's go. And he's like, no, 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 no. Come up here. Come up here. And I'm like, no, like Uber's here. I'm, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to leave. And so I left and went to the club <laughs> on my own. And he was still there with Hugo. And I was like, whatever. So then I get to the club. We can't go to the main gay club in Edinburgh, which was fucking an incredible club. I forget what it was called, but it was like two stories. It was dope as hell. We couldn't go there because Alex says that he was discriminated against by the bouncer, a.k.a. he'd been banned from that club for life for probably being a nutso alcoholic and like causing a scene. Yeah, anyway, getting so, banned somewhere for being a piece of shit is not discrimination. Because so, yeah. he was also he was a uh, Pakistani. Um, so that's what he meant by discrimination. He wasn't like the gay club discriminated against me for being gay. And <laughs> that's part so, of the charm. You roll yeah. up and they're like, we hate gays. <laughs> it's like, welcome to faggot destroyer. <laughs> the name of your barn. Yeah. It's like, we're going to burn down your barn. So I get there and this club is 
literally physically underground. It is beneath the surface of the ground. <laughs> you have to walk downstairs that put you below sea level to get into this club. Can you explain <laughs> what being a basement club is one more time for me? It was both literally and metaphysically underground. Okay. So I go down the stairs. I go up to the bouncer, show him my passport. And he's like, yeah, you have to wait. Like we're at capacity right now. And I was like, all right. So then I wait a little bit. And I noticed that like all the people here are like 35 and over. Nice. Like Your 35 type. and 35, like hard minimum. And they all seem. And okay. So then I go in and I grab a beer and I'm just like sitting there watching people dance. And every everyone there seems like they just came out. Like they're all it's like all these like middle aged men uh-huh. who look straight, which I don't know if that's an offensive thing to say, but like they don't look gay. <laughs> OK, you know, I, I like if I saw them on the street, I wouldn't be like, oh, he's gay. It was just like men in like pastel red T-shirts and like gross jeans and like dress shoes at a club. Like it was, it yep. was that type of thing, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. And they all seemed like they just came out and they were just trying, they were like really trying to be comfortable with their sexuality. They were trying the whole gay thing out. Yeah. And it was like kind of uncomfortable and sad to watch, but it was also fascinating. Um, but okay. it also kind of gave, it honestly kind of gave me a bit of an ego boost. Cause I was like, I'm the hottest one here. And <laughs> I hate narcissism. And finally, after what seems like 30 to 40 minutes, Hugo and Alex show up finally. Okay. Alex, uh, yeah, Alex immediately goes to the bar and gets all three of us three drinks each. What? And we are already so drunk. He gets he orders like a, nine drinks. He gets like a beer for all of us, even though I just had one. He gets a beer for all of us and like two shots. So we all have to do a shot with him. We we have to we all have to do a shot with him. I did. I don't think I did the second one, and then I just held on to the beer. And then we all we all go onto the dance floor, which was maybe the size of my living room, if even a.k.a. small. And, you know, it's a club. It's really fucking sweaty and gross and Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And I also am not a clubber, (laughs) really. Um, But we're dancing. And I was the drunkest I'd been in my life at that point. And I was like, I'm dancing. I'm having a good time, whatever. I feel comfortable. For those of you who don't really know me that well, I hate dancing i hate dancing i'm like no one can look at me no one can see me express myself through movement <laughs> like absolutely this is why not. nick and i aren't friends this is why we actually hate each other as soon as we stop recording it's like <laughs> <laughs> <That's a tea. laughs> clary said uh-huh. so then alex just says i he's alex is like i have to go to the bathroom and hugo okay. and i don't see alex for the rest of the night nice alex disappears alex is nowhere to be found like the hyundai in the target parking lot alex he has vanished but unlike the hyundai in the target parking parking lot lot, he was not on the second floor jc penny parking lot he was gone i do not know where he went to this day i don't know where he went or what happened what the fuck how was that possible and once they had gone to the club hugo had been flirting with me fairly heavily like kind of like touching and things he said, whatever. And then Alex left and then me and Hugo are dancing. And then Hugo (laughs) literally says to me, I love that you named him Hugo. Hugo says to me, I think you're really attractive. And I'm like, which is the most UK thing ever. It's like, I think you're really attractive. And I was like, thanks. And he's like, I really want to kiss you. And I was like, you're like, cool. And I was like, okay. 
And then we start making out. We made out for like five minutes in the middle of the dance floor. Like all these like 50 year old men are watching. It was pretty great. Um, and then he, he like whispers in my ear. He's like, I want to take you home. And I don't know what came over me. I think you know me well enough to know that this is very out of character for me. He said, I want to take you home. And then I said, then why don't you? Right? That was bold. And I said it. And then and in my head, I was like, who is he? <laughs> that is not. That's like something I would say. Are, are you the type to do that in the moment? I would have said it bitchier, though. Oh, okay. I would have been like, then why the fuck don't you? <laughs> and I'm then be a like, mean never flirt. mind. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a really cunty flirt. It's a, That's so funny. Um, does it not check out, though? No, I fully believe you. And... <laughs> And so then we go back to his place and hook up, whatever. And I go to yoga the next morning, (laughs) go back to the flat. I don't tell Alex what happened or anything. Um, He's alive. Hugo sends me the most awkward day after text ever. Have I shown you that? No. Okay. I'll, I'll show it to you later. It's not really worth finding right now. And don't tell Alex what happened. And two days later, I have a therapy session with my psychiatrist back in Orange County. So I am just having a therapy session and I'm just, I just relay the story to him. And then I get a text from Alex who actually was home the entire time. And he and I shared a wall with our bedrooms and he heard everything I said. And he sends me a long text saying, this clearly isn't working out and you need to move out by tomorrow. And I'm like, ah, ha ha. Doctor, can I call you back? <laughs> what the fuck? So he kicks me out because it what is a petty su- motherfucker. It's a sublease. I never actually signed anything. Uh-huh. It was very not official. So I didn't really have any too much recourse for what I could do. So do you know, this is like a thing this man does. He's like, hey, you gay? And the person's like, yeah. And then he's like, have my Tinder hookup over. Be a drunk. Blah, blah, blah. Set them up. Have them fuck this person. Blah, blah, blah. Bleep, bleep, bleep. You're evicted. Is this like a thing that he does? I'm sure it is. No. Um, well, he told me. He actually told me at one point. He's like, yeah, I usually never live. He's like, I usually don't want to live with gay people because I don't want to, like, have any drama. Girl, then don't evict people for sleeping with someone who is single. Not into you. Anyways. And he kicks me out so that night i go and i sleep at a friend's uh, a friend's flat and then the next day she and i go back to <laughs> she and i go back to the flat and like put everything in a big ass bag <laughs> vacuum the floor leave it spotless etc and i'd also had to pay a security deposit like worth of rent and he never gave it back because he said that there was incredibly expensive damage to the carpet which was not true yeah um and i didn't think to take any photos but that's he caught me slipping and it's his money to be earned (laughs) honestly i respect the hustle and yeah so i got evicted and then i contact the school and i'm like hello i no longer feel safe in my living situation has anything opened up since the beginning of the school year because at this point it was like six weeks later and they're like, yeah, something has opened up. Like, here are the options. And I, like, eeny, meeny, miny, moed it. And just, like, picked one at random. I definitely picked the wrong one because it was up five flights of stairs with no elevator. Yep. At the top of this really old British primary school. 
that got converted into dorms. And so, yeah, so then I moved into like a tiny room and with a prison mattress (laughs) and, um, yeah, so then I was there and I went to, I actually was going to Ireland that weekend for a weekend trip to meet up with a friend who was studying abroad somewhere else who went to Chapman. So I go to Ireland and then I, I'm like, Oh shit, I'm coming down with the flu. Like just normal flu symptoms, like coughing, feeling super sick, like all the normal stuff go back to Scotland. Then I start having symptoms that are not flu, like things I've never had. Such as things that I don't want to disclose on the podcast, but it like, okay. It, one of them was like, it hurt to pee. It hurt to pee. Um, it hurted to pee. It, <laughs> it hurted to pee. It did an ouchie when I did tinkle. <laughs> my my wee wee said, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so like hurt to pee among other things, which were you did it again. slightly more concerning. Did I say it hurt to pee? <laughs> Episode title. Hurt to pee. So it really so hurt, it hurt to pee. It hurt to pee. And among other things that I won't get into because it's disgusting. But I then had another session with my psychiatrist and I was like, you're a doctor, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) and I'm like, so it hurts to pee among other intimate details. And And he's like, and he's like, yeah, that sounds like an STD. And I was like, fuck me. Oh my fucking God. Are you kidding me? I got evicted and now my psychiatrist is telling me I have an STD. Are you kidding me? <gasps> There's no Planned Parenthood in Scotland. So Where'd I'm like, go? what the fuck do I do? So I ask a friend, I ask a friend who's there and I'm like, hi, I think I have an STD from that hookup. What do I do? And she's like, <laughs> and she immediately is like, go to the youth sexual health clinic, like right, like down the road. And I was like, amazing. So I walk there the next day. I just walk in and I'm like, I go to the receptionist and I'm like, hi, I'm American. I think I have an STD. You should do that when you go to the doctor, period. That should be like how you introduce yourself. I was like, I think I have an STD. And she was like, okay. Imagine this with the You're like, I'm a Christian who's watched a healthy dose of anime. I'm also an American, and I think I have an STD. Oh, my God, I have the hiccups. Nick, we are over time. I know. Oh, my God, I'm almost done. Do you want me to tell the rest of the story from memory? (laughs) So then Nick says. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Hold your breath. Okay, I'm good. So I'm like, hey, I'm an American. I have an STD, I think. And she's like, okay, what are the symptoms? Imagine it with a heavy Scottish accent. I can't do one. She's like, okay, what are the what symptoms? What are your symptoms? <laughs> oh, you just need to stir the pot with me hand. And I know. Jesus, Maddie and Joseph. And, and she's like, what are your symptoms? I'm like, it hurts to pee, among other intimate details. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What I'm are you so sorry. Right? I'm so sorry. I'm so it's. I'm not trying to. It's okay. It's really, I'm, I don't want this to be happening. <laughs> oh no, I think you do. <laughs> You're like, you seem to be enjoying this. <laughs> She's like, okay, fill out this form. And I'm like, okay, this is where I'm living at the moment. I don't think that's an official, there's an official record of that, but okay. Here's my Scottish phone number. Like, I'm like, I'm American. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. Just fill it out. to the. <gasps> So sorry. Oh my god. She's like, don't worry about it. Just fill it out. Fill it out the best you can. 
And I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. I go back and I meet with the doctor who's like one of the best and funnest doctors I've ever been with. And she, cause everything you do for an, for an STD test is so uncomfortable, but she made it pretty fun. So I had to, she's sw- so she swabbed my throat. She swabbed my asshole, even though we literally didn't do anything involving my asshole. Even though we didn't do my anything. Even, that's my Scottish accent. Even though we didn't do anything involving my asshole. She swabbed, she swabbed my asshole. She, I had to pee in a cup, which took forever because I peed right before I went there like a Classic dummy. Nick. Classic me. I'm also pee shy. Um, like if someone's listening to me pee and it was one of those like barn doors. So it was like, whatever. And she was like, have you peed yet? And I was like, oh my God. The hiccups are adding to it. I I'm swear. I'm so sorry. And then she has to swab my urethra. No, I'd rather kill myself and her. And there's nothing to say about it because everyone just collectively cringed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. So then you go no, home. The most uncomfortable feeling I've ever had. So she takes that, the swab of my urethra, puts it in like a Petri dish or something. I don't know, some scientific little bowl. And then takes it down the hall to the lab, (laughs) comes back and is like, oh, you definitely have gonorrhea. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. But she also, she also was getting me tested for everything. And how it works there is they just gave me a phone number with a special number. And so She's like, in one week, call this phone number, enter this number, enter this, these digits, this code, and you'll get like your, you'll get your results. And I'm like, okay, amazing. Sophie flies to Scotland (laughs) to spend a week with me. And I call this number and it's like, imagine Siri giving you your STD results, but in a Scottish I wish she would. And so it's like syphilis, oral, negative, syphilis, anal, (laughs) negative. Syphilis. <laughs> Syphilis. Urethra. Negative. Like, it's like that. Like, every STD. They get to, they finally get to gonorrhea, and it's like, gonorrhea. Oral. Positive. So I, I had gonorrhea in my throat. Gonorrhea. Anal. Negative. Gonorrhea. Urethra. Positive. Which Congratulations. We already, two which out of three. Knew, which we already knew. And she gave me the gonorrhea. It's She put a shot in my butt and I had to take four pills. No, I'd rather have gonorrhea the rest of my life than have a shot in my butt. It was in the fat. So it didn't, I didn't even feel it. It was in your fat, juicy ass. It was in my, my fat wagon centaur pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, the funniest, sorry, sorry. And then the automated message goes, HIV (laughs) negative. (laughs) like a five second pause and me and sophie looked at each other and we were we were like (laughs) i was like they do it to scare you a five second pause where it's like hiv negative (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so then i tell hugo i'm like hey bro uh (laughs) hey my man i i was like hey i just got back from the clinic i'm positive for gonorrhea so you should go get tested and get the stuff whatever and he's like, and he's like, thanks so much for telling me. I'm like, that's, that's so scary. Um, do you know how you got it? For the people listening, I had not had sex for over a year at that point. Hugo, it was you. And I was like, yeah, it was in fact you. And he's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Cause I haven't had sex with anyone since August and I've been tested since then. And You're it's like, been that's negative. That's not how incubation works. And it's been negative. Well, no, I was like, 
Are you, do you mean anal sex? Have you had oral sex with anyone since then? And it was that. So, yeah. So that's roommates. Sex ed. So that's roommates. So I got evicted, got gonorrhea. Um, and then I found myself and here I am. Okay. So with that. Hilo hero. I can't believe my, I can't believe that incredible story of mine got derailed by hiccup. Holy shit. Okay. I would say without a shadow of a doubt, my high was retelling Emily in Paris because it doesn't even compare to how bad it is to watch it. My low are Nick's fucking hiccups right now. That should go without saying. But simultaneously, my hero is also Nick's, Nick's hiccups, hiccups because they are carrying this goddamn story and they are comical. Comical. I'm so sorry. Okay. Nick, your turn. Holy shit. Oh, my low for this episode was all the interruptions. Does. <laughs> My low, my, my anti-hero low was- is Massimo, mm-hmm. Daniel, and I'm sorry, Ryan. Also, my father. You're all on and the probation. Sk- and the skateboard. And the skateboard. He's always yeah. on probation. He knows that. Okay, so my low were the interruptions. Uh-huh. My high was, I don't, I don't know, just like diving deeper into <laughs> Nexium and like finding out more about each other and ourselves. And like, I don't know, I feel like Thank we should you. get branded. Um coming up with their own personal brand my hero is josh for providing the funniest paragraph i've ever read or ever will read in my entire life i love you josh i hope you're having a great day i'm sending it to you this instant. oh please do put that on our put that on an instagram and oh, with that what the text yeah well we can talk about that later yeah <laughs> behind the with scenes that, a- action i want to say if you forgot already hmm. subscribe Rate us. Leave a review. Preferably five stars. If you find yourself drafting up a text to me. Copy paste. Select it all. Copy. <laughs> close the app. Open Apple Podcasts. Go to 123 Brain Cell Girl. What? Brain Cell Girls. Oh my God. What is the name of this podcast? Two, Two Girls, Girls, One, one brain, brain Cell. cell. Yeah. Leave a review. Five stars. Then you paste that shit. <laughs> That's how I know it's real. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok. At Brain Cell Girls. Um, I'm and not good at TikTok, so help me out. And most, most importantly, follow Claret. <laughs> most importantly, Swallow don't spit unless he has gonorrhea. Good night. Or you have hiccups. Two Girls, One Brain Cell is executive produced by Claret Smith and Nick Curl. Editing and mixing this episode from Nick Curl. Music this episode from Anabolic Beats. Two Girls, One Brain Cell is produced in association with HaHa Productions. If you could please subscribe and rate us five stars, that would really help these two broke bitches out. You can follow Clare on Instagram at TheGreaseTrapQueen, and you can follow Nick on Instagram at NickCurl. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at BrainCellGirls. And check out our website while you're at it, www.BrainCellGirls.com. It's not even lost in the end, so we get...